Hello, everyone. My name is Ariane Zucker, and welcome to Everything from A to Z. I am a positivity advocate. My joy in life is to share with people how to become their own hero for their own audience. And by their audience, or your audience, I mean every human has the power to be a hero within their own family, community, and workplace. So with everything from A to Z, we will cover the multitude of ways you can discover your hero. In my experience, people will hear things differently from different mentors. It's just a matter of how or who vibes with your vibrations. So buckle in, start your engines, and get ready to experience a new road to becoming your very own hero. The song you just heard was sung by my friend Michael Fairman. It's called Other Side. And the interesting thing is Michael Fairman and I have been friends for a really long time. Michael has over 35 years experience in the soap opera industry. Everything from on-air camera hosting, journalism, a host of numerous online shows, and a lead story writer-producer for E! Entertainment, SoapNet, Dick Clark Productions, and so many more. It's amazing that you can know someone for so long and not know their passion. Well, today we talk about Michael's new release, Other Side, but most importantly, going after your dreams and inspiring yourself no matter where you are in your life. We speak about the importance of not letting other people make you feel like your dream is a bad idea. In this conversation, we speak about Michael's then journey and where he will be flying off to now. And although our history is long in the soap opera genre, I prefer to welcome Michael Fairman as a singer, songwriter, and musician to everything from A to Z. Here's where Michael and I continue to help inspire you to pursue your dreams. Please welcome my friend, Michael Fairman. Michael Fairman, welcome to Everything from A to Z. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. Oh, I can't wait. It's so nice that you asked me. You know, I was thinking, Michael, we've been, you've known, we've known each other for so long. Oh my gosh. We've been in. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even right. I know. We've been in the soap opera business for so, so many years. It's incredible. But to, to really sit down and, you know, you have, you have to do so many interviews. I'm sorry. I'm kind of all over the place because in my head, I've got like so many things I want to say at once, but you've done so many interviews with so many soap actors. And I just feel like sitting down and talking to you today, it's refreshing to get to know Michael Fairman. Yeah. Because we don't get to hear that. Right. You hear about other people through me. Exactly. Exactly. But not about you. Right. And I think what we forget, and I think, again, finding the human nature, and again, I like to go back to my through line, which is finding the hero in you, is we forget 
that how human people are. Yeah. You know, we have our jobs, but we forget uh, that you have a bad day and I have a bad day. And then we p- turn the spotlight on and then we have to turn it off again. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on that. Yeah. I mean, it is hard, you know, because let's say you have to be on because you have to be at a red carpet event or something. Or I have to, you know, get it together to like be in front of people or if it's even recording at home or if I'm at an event when we used to be at events before COVID, um, you know, you have to turn it on, right? Because you're doing your job. And right. and it's very difficult. You know, it, I, there are times I've had like, I just don't, I can't, I don't want to talk to anybody today. <laughs> and I'm sure you have the same thing, but we do it. And I think because we're professional and we're able to turn it on and do it. Yeah. Yeah. But it can be a challenge for sure. Well, I definitely want to touch back into that portion later in the podcast, but I just can't help uh, when you sent me your song. <laughs> I seriously was, I had my, you know, my ear pods in and I'm outside in my backyard and I was like, oh my God, this is really such a great song. And to actually, when you really sit down and, and listen to the words and the beats mm. and it, it, it like gets you going and the words are so meaningful. And so I just be even before this podcast, just to, to get in such a, a, a good mood and a Michael Fairman mood, <laughs> the vibe. Um, I wanted to listen to it and it was just, uh, it was really incredible. So I really, that's the first thing I really, really want to talk about okay. because I did really make me feel it got it. You know, those sounds that make you feel that gets your skin and yep. your like little chills. Yep. That's, uh, that's how I felt. Oh, that's so that's great. Then I, then I did my job with that song. Um, you know, it was this song really, and I hope people download it on Spotify and Apple music or, or wherever they use for their music streaming platforms, because it really is a great song for what we're going through right now. And of course it wasn't written intending that COVID would happen, but it's really about, the struggles that we all go through, whatever they are, personal, um, physical, uh, you know, when you're really down and out and things have gone so wrong, you really only have yourself to get yourself through it at the end of the day. Yes, you may have support and love if you're lucky enough to have that around you, but it is can be a very lonely feeling for so many people. And to have the strength to love yourself enough to go on and not give in to the doom and gloom of it and to know that we can get to the other side. The name of the song is other side to get to the other side of it. And it's so funny. Every time I hear the doctors talking on the news or I'm watching CNN or whatever, they always say, we got to get to the other side of it. And I just, I'm like, Oh my God, because that is the name of the song and what it's really about. And, and I want people to know that in their darkest, darkest, darkest times there, you've got to have hope. If you don't have hope, that's all you got. And it really came from the heart. I had been going through a lot of difficult uh, things. And as a songwriter, I write many songs. And this was one of those that came easily. Sometimes you're struggling with the right lyrics and this and that, and this just didn't. Um, and I've had such a really beautiful response from people that have heard it. And and then with the music part of it, you know, I really am inspired by so many pop soul artists out there. And when the kind of music that I like to make is really the sounds of what we hear today. I'm not somebody who, I don't do old, you know, I'm not doing like something you'd hear in a <laughs> in a bar. Like I'm doing- Like a crooner. A crooner, or, yeah, that's yeah. not yes. my thing. <laughs> yeah, like I'm doing legit pop music. So um, 
and that's what I'm, I'm putting forth. And, um, and that's what I started out in my career doing, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask you. You know, you're following this dream now, but how, where did this begin in your life? So I started at um, music was my love. It still is my love, my passion and what inspires me, you know, as we were talking about, you know, being a hero and inspiring, I'm inspired every time there's so many musical artists I'm inspired by. Like, I can't wait to hear the recording and how they created this piece of art from the lyrics to the music. It's such an inspiration to me. And I was, as a young boy, very young boy, it was very difficult for me. Um, I was very isolated. I was bullied very badly in school and I would spend so much time at home in my room listening to recordings of Stevie Wonder and Earth, Wind and & Fire and Marvin Gaye and, and Hollow Notes and like whoever it was back then. And, and just, I would love to sing. And, and I, I just sang and sang and sang and sang and sang. And I'd go in front of the mirror and practice singing and I would sing in my room. And that's what I did to kind of escape that world and to, and I, but I was a good, but I knew I, I was so lucky, you know, I, at least I had a gift of a, 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 a singing voice. I always knew from a very young age, I had a very strong singing voice. And so I just loved that. And that was my way of getting through. And then uh, when I was 12, I put out my first record in Chicago. I'm from Milwaukee. And I had a small little label in Chicago, put out a record and I started recording. And that was always what I intended to do. I really did not intend to be a journalist and soap operas that but I love soaps, you know, I love soaps too. Cause I would, I would stay at home when I couldn't go to school and I would watch soap operas with my mom. And that's how I learned every single character and name and show. I just, it was like an encyclopedia cause I watched everything. Um, and so later in my, after I left high school early, I graduated early cause I wanted to get out of Milwaukee and I came to LA to pursue acting and singing. And then I went to New York and that's where I really worked on my music career. I had a band. I would play the clubs. I would try to get record deals. I had a publishing deal with MCA Records. And I just, that was my be-all, end-all. And it was a very hard road um, because you had to front a lot of money. It was, the recording, music industry is very tough. And, you know, if you don't get that deal and you don't get that person to be there to see you perform back in the day, remember, nothing was digital back then. This was, you had to get a physical person to show up at a club. Right. And sometimes they wouldn't show up and they say they'd be there and you're waiting for your big break and it wouldn't happen. So it's so much different today. Thank God young artists today have more platforms and digital platforms. It's such a, a much better way to see, be seen than it was when I was trying to do it years ago. So that's what I was, that's what I thought my career was going to be. And now later in life, I'm missing it so badly. I feel that without that, I don't feel as fulfilled. And now I feel much more tapped back into it. And it's been a very, very wonderful experience to come back to writing and now this part of my life and having experienced so much more, I think the songs become so much more meaningful. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what happened. So now I'm recording and singing and putting out music. And, and did you like personally, you know, as you, as you spoke about, you know, being bullied as you're younger and it kind of singing helps yeah. you deal with a situation. Did you have something like that into adulthood? Cause I know we all get uh, things happen to us all through our lives, but you know, sometimes things ignite you to go back to that place again, to help you. 
Um, well, I never had, you know, thank God I've not experienced that kind of torment that, yes. that was so bad, you know, back then. Um, I, I never have felt that. I have felt it in different ways, obviously. Uh, you're asking me like what the coping mechanism would be? Is that what you're saying? Well, if there was another journey that, that where that ignited your music again, or was it just a love? No, for it? Like, there, was yes, there... sure. So, yeah, yeah. So a couple things, big things happened. Um, uh, there, George Michael, who was my absolute favorite to this day, yes. I believe his most beautiful voice and the songs, if you listen to the writing of those songs that he wrote are so profound. And I was at a Christmas party and a few years ago. And I remember someone telling me, did you hear George Michael died? I couldn't breathe. I was so mm -hmm. upset. I had to leave the party. I didn't know. I was just devastated. And so literally I, a month later um, to honor him, I put to, I went and did a video in a recording studio. That's when people first heard me that didn't realize I sang, we put together right. a tribute video singing for George Michael songs. And after that, my mom passed away um, from Alzheimer's and she was always such a huge, huge fan of my singing and just loved that I could sing and always wanted me to pursue that. And so when she died and he died, I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I not letting people hear my voice? And that's what kind of changed it and why now I decided to do it. And I, and I ask you that question because, you know, you had to go a direction in your life. Obviously we, we financially have to take care of right. ourselves, you know, so we had this journey we've got to go through and we do have these God given gifts that we haven't either haven't tapped into or ha tapped into and walked away from. And then we come back to them and, and it does sometimes I think take that thing or usually it's something traumatic yeah. or something sad mm -hmm. or something that gets us to go. And so I, I asked you that and I thank you for your honesty because it, it, to get people to do that in their own lives where they're unhappy or they don't like what they're doing and they can't seem to get out of it because the safe zone is the paycheck. The safe zone is, well, I know this land that I'm miserable in and I'd rather stay somewhere that I know and be miserable than get away from it and try something new. Yeah, And one of the things on that is this was the scary part for me was I know so bad how bad I I how singing is such a part of me and the and the music, and I had to I buried it for a very long time because you didn't know nobody knew, I mean, nobody knew. I knew no, and I'd I known each know. other for years and I didn't share that with you, and yeah. I knew and I always call it that rip the bandaid moment. I had that rip the bandaid off moment that now I can't go back. I did it. I ripped the bandaid off, and there's a there's a, there's a pro and con to, con to both of that. The con is you rip it off. And now you've exposed yourself and you see that you want to do this so much. And then, you know, if something doesn't happen or you don't get the reaction you want or you can't continue it, you've ripped that Band-Aid off. And now it's like, oh, you know, you're kind of stuck. Um, <laughs> so, so there's yeah. that. Um, yeah, yeah, I hear you. That. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, uh, luckily, knock on wood so far, um, I've had amazingly positive feedback and, you know, articles written and, you know, things about, you know, what I'm trying to do. And one of the things I'm trying to say is, you know what, it's not too late. 
don't let people tell you it's too late. You know, yep. just because you're middle-aged, whatever age you are, you're not living regret, you know? It's so, it's so true. And we live, I was having this great conversation with, with my brother in this last podcast. About oh, I listened to it. I loved it. Yes. I heard it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I love he's him. He's, uh, again, I turn, in, I turn into a little girl every time I he's talk great. to him because, you know. <laughs> Thanks. But he, you know, it's that instant gratification that um, we're, we're very used to. Uh, you and I, at least our generations are, we're able to snap out of it and go, ah, if we forget, you got to earn it. It's not an overnight. There's really no such thing as an overnight success. Things can happen overnight, but all the work that leads up to it, you know, that's when things start to change your, you know, you tap into a different type of, um, light especially at our age, because we have to earn yep. it, you know, in your twenties, things can happen because you're 20. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I know. And, I know. And you, yeah. And you see it all the time you see, and then they kind of crash and burn and then they got to get back up and reinvent themselves. And Lady Gaga is a prime example of someone who kind of went all the way up mm -hmm. and then, oops, came back, but came back with this unbelievable change, yep. you know? and beauty and found who she really is and her confidence and things like that. So anyway, so going back to what, you know, you're ripping that bandaid off and then you go, Oh gosh, <laughs> because it may not be that exact response you wanted. And I, it goes upon me uh, now going to the, to where we get a lot of nose in this yeah. industry, especially, yeah. but I think you get a lot of nose in a lot of industries. Yeah. I mean, I do think the rejection and I, and I think this, I, I can not speak for you, but an actress if you're acting, you know, anybody, I, I think you have to have a sensitivity and an emotional, there's something about you to be able to be able to do the kind of performances, let's say you do. And then mm -hmm. what happens when you're criticized, you know, like you're putting it all out there. You know, I always said, you're one of the best right. criers I've ever seen. I don't know how you continually do it, <laughs> you know, but oh, I'm saying you. <laughs> it's draining to watch if you're, you know, if you're a viewer of your work, so you go through it and then, you know, what's it like to put yourself out there at auditions or if that call or in front of a director or producer, you don't get it. You know, what if you don't get the gig? Right. You know, how do you, do you take it personally or do you, can you just blow it off? I don't know. Like, I don't know the answer to it because nothing feels great. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. It's well, and you learn, you know, I mean, I've been in this business for so long or, you know, something like it, modeling, whatnot. And all you ever hear is no. So really, when you get the yes, you're like, oh, my like, God, did I got you it. Don't say that. Let me wait. Hold on. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so you just you just go in with it doesn't matter what they say. You know, obviously, career wise, you want a yes all the time because mm -hmm. if, don't get me wrong when you don't hear anything at all or you you get that out. Oh, we're just we're going to move on. Oh, I know. It sucks. And you allow yourself to feel it. And then you go, OK, I'm going to move on. That's it. I, there's no, you can't hang on to it. It's just, it's and it, again, and not in, in any industry where it's so hard just to get a job now, period. Um, you know, I remember as a kid, I had two to three jobs in high school. I, I, I graduated, I didn't graduate early, but I only had two classes my senior year and I worked. And I, I think about now how, you know, just someone in general is trying to get a job. It's just not the same. And you hear a lot of no's or a lot of rejection. It's very painful. It is painful. And I, it, I think what's very painful and difficult is, for, I'll give you an example just with the music. 
when I first uh, put this out that I would be doing music now, the other side is my third single that I put out in the past year and a half original song. And um, I remember people, when I would tell friends, they're like, that's so nice that you're singing again. Like, like it was just like a pat on the head, condescending. And they would be like, what do you, yeah. what do you think is going to happen with this? Like, well, what do you mean? They're like, well, you're never going to make it. And I go, how do you know that? And it was just the perception of telling me that, that was just, I don't, I don't like hearing that. I understand it. I know that's what you think. But who's to say I can't be that person that could be, you know, a success and it, at this stage of my career? I, I mean, you're telling me what won't happen, but I've seen other things happen miraculously for other people too. So I don't want to go into it believing I'm not doing this. Um, I think what's important also to say is I'm not doing this just for my shits and giggles. Excuse me. I'm not doing it for that. Nope. I'm not doing <laughs> it for that. I'm doing it because I truly want people to hear my voice in my songs. And it's coming from your heart, Michael. And that's that's really as you've um, released these three songs, you know, this this particular it's like we get better as we as we age. You know, you're like a fine wine. Each song gets yeah. better. Each song sounds more confident. And, you know, anybody who says and this is for anybody listening, anybody who says to you, you're not going to make it or what are you thinking, especially when it comes from a parent <laughs> or a sibling, those are reflections of themselves. Right because they didn't do it or they want something like that and they don't know how to get there. So it's easier to put you down to make themselves feel better. And if you don't like my work or my, you know, if I I'm going off and, and trying something new also, Michael, and these yep. podcasts, because I believe that I'm here to help people be happy right. in their lives. And that has nothing to do with acting. It has nothing to do with anything except that's why I really feel like I'm here. And a lot of people aren't going to like what I say. And you know what? That's okay. Because there's going to be another hundred people that do. And so that's for you. That's what my, as a friend saying to you, I absolutely a thousand percent believe in you. And it's going to get, it's going to reach people in so many different ways. And this, this song totally yeah. got me. I was like, <laughs> wow. I'm like, Sean, you got it, honey. You got to hear this. Did Sean song. hear it? Oh, he heard it and he loved it. I'm like, it's so wonderful. And just even the beat alone got yeah. me at the beginning. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. I'm just, but, and it affected me that way. It doesn't mean it's going to well, affect somebody else, but, that's, but it certainly right. affects me. And that's the whole me. point. What I, what I think makes a great song is it, it all depends yeah. on, it, it should affect you. However, it affects you. A great song affects people. They can interpret that song any way they want and it, and they connect with it. It doesn't matter. You may think it's about this. You may think it's about that. He could think it's about that, but who cares? As long as you connect to it and it means something to you, the songwriter and the performer has done their job. They've made you feel something. Yes. And that's why what I try to do in my work and the music videos I do and, and the music I put out, and that is what I hope to continue to do, um, you know, at this point, you know, along with everything else I do. But but this is a, a very key part of how I envision and see myself and hope to see myself at this stage of my life. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. And you will. You just keep doing it. Just keep going, man. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's, you said Michael, um, George Michael oh, yeah. was such a, oh, my a gosh, huge yeah. uh, part of your yeah. life, you know, and, and 
same with me. You know, I, when I modeled, I listened to George Michael all the time. I took him everywhere with me when I traveled. You know, he was same with me. I saw a documentary oh on gosh, his I life know, and it's, oof, and yeah. it's just how much he hurt. He hurt. was hurting inside, which makes his music so good. That's what I'm saying. There's so much pain. <laughs> These beautiful songs that a lot of people do come from pain, you know, and they're amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. And again, they're human beings, and we look at them as these, oh, look, he's this amazing artist. You're like, he's human, though. He's a human person who's looking for the same kind of thing you are. It's like frontline workers. You know, they're all masked up, and people are like, rescue me. We're like, hold on. Let's make sure our frontline worker is, is exactly. safe and healthy so he can rescue you. <laughs> I but so I guess my point is, you know, we, we have these inspirations in our lives that motivate us. So as I think you had mentioned something to me in the text about, you know, being your own yeah. inspiration and how do you, how do you inspire, continue to inspire, inspire yourself at this age moving forward? Uh, I, you know, I think it's really important to, uh, again, do the things that you feel passionate about that you connect with and, you know, for me, I, I shared with you that I have been, and I think I've talked about this a few times, but not much, you know, that I've been a chronic pain patient for decades. Um, I, I have yes. lived every day in terrible pain. I've had multiple spinal fusions, operations, spinal issues that have, I was born with degenerative disc disease. And which means my discs wear out at a very young age. Like I have like the back of an 80 year old. Mm -hmm. And um, thus a lot of things happened. And I had a lot of surgeries over the years, which are long recoveries. And, you know, you never really feel the same. But I have never allowed my pain to get in the way of, you know, I'm such a, and I, you know this, like I'm a very productive person. I produce, I write, I do this, I do that. Like I'm constantly... I'm very busy. Maybe I'm so busy because I want to like, it helps my mind not think of the pain. And I have a lot of patients, yes. a lot of chronic pain patients. And I see them all the time when I'm in doctor's offices, you know, in spinal surgeon's offices and, and, you know, pain offices, you know, they just don't have anything. And I, and I, and I want them to know that if you could find something, something that you love, something that you're passionate about, do not let the pain limit you to the extent of, not finding any enjoyment in it. And I'm telling you, it has helped me so much to be able to take my mind off my throbbing back or whatever it is and put yeah. it into my conversation with Ariane Zucker or the podcast I'm doing or the, you know, the music I'm doing or the interview I'm doing or the website I'm doing or the you know, whatever, you know, whatever, or the, you know, app I'm doing, whatever it is, it has helped me. You have to focus away from the pain because otherwise you're just wallowing in it. And I don't ever want to be that person. And I, I feel so bad when I see, it just breaks my heart when I go to an office and I see just, a, a, now this is before COVID, okay? Uh, I, go, I want to make Yes, yes. I'll be in the waiting room and you see, you know, people on walkers and people doubled over and people with their caregivers or people that you can tell are very, very, very messed up on probably a lot of opioids or whatever they are you need to take and the pain. the pain yeah and i think there's a very huge miss 
understanding in this country of chronic pain. I believe that so many people don't get it. You know, if I, you know, you see me Ari, all the time and I'm seeming fine. That doesn't mean that day I'm not in incredible pain, but I'm not bleeding out right. of my forehead. So you don't know. Right. So, <laughs> so, so a lot of people are, you know, um, living with this and I don't think we respect them enough. Um, I, I think that that's a, you know, oh, well, you've got pain. So what, you know, you know, I don't think people yeah. take a lot of you're, you look, you look fine, fine. You must be fine. Yeah. You're just complaining. And I hope, I hope someday, you know, if I could become um, wealthy enough and known enough and whatever, I would love to do something for, for that part segment of um, you know, health, because mm. I think it's a very misunderstood area. I don't, and yes, I don't think people realize, really I, I know they don't, it. I, I've lived it, you know, it's like, what's your problem? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay. But, um, you know, I've been very fortunate that I've been able to work, that I've had work, and that I've, you know, created this kind of life for myself. And I know a lot of other people in my situation probably couldn't do that. Um, but that's kind of my advice on that. Like, find something. To, you can't wallow. You've got to get your mind off of it. They tell you that in physical therapy, too, about breathing through it and, and trying to, you know, because your sympathetic nerves fire. Everything, get, you know, if you're intense, 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 you've got to, like, calm yourself down. Because the more inflammation and more tense you feel, the more inflammation goes into your body. So those are. And your emotions are so important. It's, uh, I can relate it to, to acting and when I was pregnant and your body doesn't know the difference. So if not only are you in physical pain, if you're, if you're light, your spirituality, your faith, whatever you want to call it, if your faith is also in a dark place, it is hard to move your body out of where it is and the pain that it's in. Um, I, I lived with, uh, actually, well, you know, again, this is a whole other conversation, but I, uh, I lived with, um, severe oh migraines all through and, you know, same here, you can't stop working and in our industry. If you complain about a That's headache, it. then, you know, you're like, go home for the day and they probably right. won't hire you again. So you feel like, oh, great, I got to work through this. And you find a way and you find the strength and you figure out how I figured out how my body operated. I knew when those darn things were coming and I knew at the approximate amount of time. I mean, it took time to test it out. Um, but, you know, I went from throwing up and and I'm not a I'm not. I'm a pretty strong person emotionally. Like I definitely am not, I think it was all the horse riding and the horses and that gave me that love. Like you're talking about find something that, you know, um, drives you out of that dark place. And I did. And I, it was, you know, I've, I've pretty much grown out of them. And now if I, if I do get one now, now and again, I know exactly what to do and I don't even get that severe of a headache. Anymore. Right. It's really, it's, I'm telling you, it's so much about mind over matter. A lot of the times uh, we have to switch yes. on those things and learn for ourselves. What are those things that work for us? And believe me, it's not easy. My God, none of this is easy. Um, and, but I do believe it is the, you have to go into survival mode. You know, that's kind of like what I, what I've had to do with a lot of things. Like, how am I going to survive this? <laughs> and then here's, Here's how, but everybody's path is different. I'm just saying how I was able, how I handled, how you it. handled it. Um, mm -hmm. 
but but it is an issue in the world and um, we should be kinder to those those patients and those people that live in that condition. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and give them something to hope for, you know, and, and to constantly. I know sometimes, you know, people will feel, oh, wow, this person lives through this chronic pain, but then, you know, someone who doesn't have it loses patience because, you know, it's hard to sit and listen to someone what, when someone doesn't have chronic pain, you know, you're like, you think it's complaining. Well, and I want to, and let me just say that is a hundred percent true. And I, it's been really tough. Like I, you know, I I always hesitate. I don't want to get in a relationship with somebody and, and, and drive them away because of it. And so I, I'm so careful to not give my heart to people that I could potentially see, you know, they would have an issue with something like this. And it's really tough. I feel so bad for the people on the other side of it too. Like of it's tough, you know, you don't, nobody, people can't, people don't want to feel trapped and they don't want to feel they have to do something and they don't want to feel you're counting on them, you know? And so that's, that's a tricky thing about it, you know? Um, But what you said is true. Yeah. I think if the person with the chronic pain also has a lighter and it is hard, you have to have a desire to want to feel better. You know, um, I didn't know it. it, it, So I think that helps too. So you can be light about it. Like, Hey, um, you know, with my headaches, I'm like, I'm just going to need about two hours gang. You know, (laughs) if that's cool or whoever I was dating at the time or my parents, I'm like, I just, I feel terrible. So I'm going to check out. I'll see you on the other side. Right. (laughs) And and out of it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. The the communication really helps. Um, and, and you have to have the, I think you really need to have the desire to go, look, I'm I, to communicate, communicate the pain and then say, uh, this is how I I'm figuring yeah. out. How to I mean, it's it. a tough, it is a tough road because you want, you want to, yeah. you know, you do in life want to put your best self forward to people. You do, you know, I do. I don't want, I don't want people yeah. to see, you know, I wouldn't want that. So you do want to put your best self forward. And people like us, I think we want to do that. So um, it is tough. Um, I don't know the answer to it, but I will say that I agree with you. It's tough on both sides. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think love is probably the best thing that we can do for ourselves and for each other. And I, I do feel like when someone walks into a room that's loving and can constantly be loving and, you know, it's up to the other person after that to go, look, I'm, I'm offering you a love bubble. And, uh, and it's up to you if you want to be in it, you know, and, and let me allow and allowing someone to help too is the hard thing. It, so it's, it's all encompassing. It's, um, I think, but if we can really accept ourselves and love ourselves first, chronic pain or, or no chronic pain, then, you know, we're already. Well, again, and the then right my direction. song, other side, it really is about loving yourself. You have to have self-love for yourself. There's no way, mm-hmm. there is no way you have to respect yourself, value yourself and, and give yourself the love. Cause at the end of the day, if everyone else was gone, you're only with yourself, you know, and that is what you have to yes. take care of. And that's what I hope my song tells people. And, you know, you have to show yourself the love to get to the other side. There is just, you have to, um, that's really, really the bottom line. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Michael, it's so wonderful to, to hear your story. Cause like, you know, coming around full circle about how you, you can work with someone for years or to even be acquaintances with someone for years and not really know. Right. About and them. I think about all, do you realize how many things we've done together? <laughs> I mean, there's a oh my gosh. No, we, we don't get any time. It's so quick or we're running from set to set or we're on the red carpet or we're, you know, it's, it, it is I amazing. Mean, but, we, but remember we did the horse riding thing. We've done so many things. <laughs> and here we are connecting and, never, for the first and you know time. nothing about well, me <laughs> yeah oh, that's a true hollywood oh story it is uh but you know and i think it's true for so many things i think if we had more compassion well i think you and i have compassion uh, i think we've always connected yep. on level we've always yep. had right you know you can always tell i'm like i get along with that person so that person yep. vibes with my vibe um, and so that I knew we always had but I, that. I do. I do. I knew and, that from the get go. I knew that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just as a perfect example of, you know, how all of us are so busy and going back to the journalism, like, you know, it's putting out promotion where I, you know, I'm promoting the actor or promoting that show or doing that, you know, whatever it is, I'm really promoting these other people. And, um, you know, in a professional capacity, we're, none of us are really, you know, we work at, the world goes by so fast. So nobody's really like, okay, let's sit down. It's just like, let's get the interview done. You got to go do your next interview, Ariana. I got to go do my next thing. So it's like, nobody's really sitting down and going, how are you today? You know, <laughs> you know, and, and we do yep. know, I mean, there is in this business, you know, it's, it's very self involved, right? So there's a lot of egos, very self involved. Mm -hmm. What it's a lot when I get is what can you do for me? You know, like, what can you do for me, Michael Perriman? You know, and and that's a, a shame because there's so many people that I would love to know better, but I know that their their kind of vibe is like, okay, I've got this coming out. You want to promote that? Okay, great. And then, you know, and I don't can't really get to know them as well. I've been very fortunate, though, um, in my daytime career to forge wonderful relationships with the actors in this genre. And that's yes. been something I've been so proud of and will take with me forever that I was able to connect with them in that way. I have such a special feeling for so many, you know, I didn't have any children in my life, but I feel like a lot of the soap actors are all of my children, you know, like, you know, I have a weird, weird yeah. thing to say because everyone's <laughs> an adult, but like, I look at them almost like, you know, I'm here to, you know, let everyone know about you and, you know, uh, and I, I've been very fortunate in that way. And I, I, I thank God every day that, I was able to bring that part of my life that I loved so much and make that a reality too. You know, that's not something that's ever lost on me. It's meant so much to me, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's well, you're such a kind person. Which isn't always so a good thing. <laughs> yes. yeah, I know thing. it isn't. It's like, you have to be kind, <laughs> yes, but don't let me, me over. I'm going to push back. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes. You know, it's you've been a journalist for so long. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is operative words so long. <laughs> you so long. It's time to be your musician that you uh, were truly meant to be. But you, you know, you're trained to listen to people, and it's so refreshing that you get to speak and you get to tell. You get to have your. Yeah, and I, I love now. that's been such a wonderful thing. And and back on that, 
why you're so good at hosting your own podcast. And I know this is, you know, I've hosted many podcasts. You just said the magic word. The great interviewers, those great hosts are the ones that listen to what people are saying. I can't tell you what it's like when I watch something or hear something and I'm listening to the host and they're like blur blowing right by what their, what their guest said. You can't prepare. You have to be able to listen and react and be genuine. Those are the great marks of great hosts that we all love, right? So that's what I hope. That's what I love to do too, like really listen to people and, you know, you know, I, I, and, I and you can't it. like... We, you and I have so much fun when we do like a day of days or whatever, because we're just like <laughs> talking, you know, and it's really just, we're just talking. Um, it's good conversation and, you, and you're pivoting off what the other person says. I've never been the kind of person who sits there with, you know, 50 questions on a piece of, a, you know, on a piece of paper or on a, um, you know, index card. Because I, I really think people should know their subject or kind of know who they're dealing with before you get in front of, especially in front of a camera. And you yes, can have your talking sure. points, you know, for sure. And it's like, and, and reach back to them, but it's, it's not an easy job. You know, I never thought I'd be interested in this, but it's really not hosting. It's the human person. It's the person that I want to learn from because speaking to you, Michael, I learned so much yeah. as well. I mean, Thank you. I, you know, like when we listened to Oprah, right? When Oprah did all our great interviews, right? Why was, why were they so good? Why yep. was Barbara Walters so good? <laughs> why was everyone bleeding out for Barbara Walters? Why were they telling her everything? There had to be a reason, not, I guess, because she was Barbara Walters, but right. there had to be reasons that people could open up with them. You know, right. you just have to feel comfortable. You know, I, I know they're listening I know and, and they're I, listening. I feel comfortable to share this with you. I love the human conversation and I really want people to feel like they're in it. Yeah. So if, if anything that you said today can spark something in another human being to want or have a desire to be better in their lives, to be a hero, to inspire, uh, that is, that is my goal because I, if everyone on this planet shone a little light in their soul every day, it, we'd be in a totally different Yeah, and place. you know, it's interesting. You said that when I, um, when there was this whole thing about, there was, there was several articles that have come out uh, about my music and they've interviewed me on a lot of different um, platforms. And when I posted on my Facebook, there were people that would go, oh, I'm, you know, I'm doing this now with my life too. I'm doing the, like, I love that. I sparked a conversation where people were coming forward and saying, yeah, I'm trying at this age to do this. Now I'm doing that too. Thank you for giving me the confidence that I'm doing, you know, that I'm doing the right thing that I'm following my dream. How, what, what more could I ask for, mm -hmm. for somebody to do that? You know, like exactly. that, that if I can inspire somebody too, that's amazing. It would be an amazing thing. Um, but I like you too, like you, you know, I think we are very, um, we're very, what is it, tactile? Like we, you and I feel things. Like you, I, we have a lot, I, I know what I want to yes. say. We have empathy for other people. I think there's an empathy that we both have for other human beings. I've seen that from you. Not everyone yeah. has that in this industry. <laughs> no, it's not But sometimes I wonder... <laughs> I learned it from all the animals I hung out with. Right, as a kid. you love it. Right. <laughs> the thing about animals is, 
unless they're in survival mode, they aren't mean. You know, they're not purposefully mean things like they don't go after you because they're, they, they have a vendetta. They um, they go after you because they're hungry or whatever the case may be or they're abused. So um, they are such wonderfully sweet things. And I that I know that has given me my uh, that that empathy that we talk about so much. And, you know, we, we all have it for different reasons. But yes, I uh, I. But I want to circle this back around to you, Michael, because this is about you and I love you so much. And um, I just, again, um, your uh, the other side for your song is just an incredible, other, uh, other, incredible I just, song. I, I want everyone thing. to download it. It's called it. Other Side. Do you know that The Other Side was released by Justin Timberlake and SZA a week that I dropped my song? It was called The Other Side. So mine is oh Other my God. Side. So, correction. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. Yeah, otherwise, they'll, they'll click side. on Justin Timberlake and Sizzler and they'll go, what's going on? Yeah. So. Well, I'll have oh, a little great. direct link on the podcast and on my, awesome. my website as well to make sure that people click <laughs> on the on other side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! Gotta make, make sure. Yeah. No, thank you for, for correcting me. We'll do this again when you, yep. uh, you drop the album. A new EP, which I'm working on. So I'm working on an EP. It'll be multiple songs. So when that comes out let you know great yes please 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 do well thank you again i get do you have anything else and since inspire is uh our word for the day i really do you have anything for anyone that we missed you really want to share uh i just want to say i know that we have all been self-quarantining being at home going through this unbelievable time in our life. I, I mean, I don't think I ever thought I would see it to this magnitude in my lifetime and what we've all been experiencing. And, you know, again, I hear people that are very down. I talk to people, friends of mine that I know that literally can't handle being you know, like in their house or, you know, they don't have things to do. And I, but I think things are lessening up a bit, but we have to be so careful um, right now. But I really think, again, just try to find something that you enjoy and a way to do it, whatever that means for you. Um, and, you know, kind of hold on tight and love yourself. And I, I think we'll all get through this. Um, it's just not been an easy for anything. Like, I, I just can't believe everything that we've gone through the past two months. And so I'm wishing everyone the best and to stay safe and be good to each other and and stay strong and find whatever source you can, you know, that makes, that helps you. You know, everyone's an individual, whatever you can tap into to, to hold on right now. Cause I think it's really important. We don't want to lose anybody else. Again, thank you so much, Michael, for your beautiful words and your kindness and for truly inspiring others to pursue their dreams. And I can't wait to speak to you next time and see what other beautiful, amazing songs you have. So that's it for this episode of Everything from A to Z. If you have any questions for me or Michael Fairman, please email me at everythingfromatoz at arianzucker.com. <laughs>